with Purpose Podcast, where marriage is celebrated, cultivated, and motivated. Where God is revealed through unity, intimacy, and financial freedom. Where we can be raw, unfiltered, and uplifting. Where we can laugh, live, and learn from our mistakes. Thank Thank you you so much for tuning in. Grab your spouse, sit back, and let's dive in. So what's up? What's up, everybody? I'm DeAndre. I'm Kim. And we're excited about this topic today. Yoke with Purpose has been, we've been doing videos for a while and just felt the unction to bring it to podcast. You know, right. everybody's not um, watching Facebook lives or yeah, YouTube lives or, you know, mm-hmm. TV. Right. And podcast is a good way to still clean your house or drive in the car without having to look at a video and... <laughs> You know, or people who might run and not want to listen to music, but this is a good avenue to allow people to still hear what Yoke with Purpose has to say about marriage and other things and, you know, still be safe and still be able to, you know, get the information. Right. And today we're topic we're talking about inside job. And when I think about inside job, I think about especially when it pertains to yoke with purpose i think about the yoke being on the inside of an egg and i think about how our purpose is on the inside of us right and so i thought that was so good so i'll keep that in mind you all keep that in mind as we move forward that your purpose comes from the inside sometimes we can think the things that we're doing on the outside gives us purpose but really what's on the inside of you your purpose is supposed to give birth to you to do things on the outside. So it's supposed to manifest on the outside. What you're seeing on the outside should be the manifestation of the purpose that's on the inside of you or the yoke Mm -hmm. that's on the inside of the egg, if you will. Right. So. And even with that, the the way that we can see that we have purpose is understanding that God created us all with purpose. So we all have something inside of us that God is um, awaiting for us to do to glorify him. So, you know, there's something that he placed on the inside of us that we're supposed to give birth to in in so many, you know, different forms, whether it's, you know, in, in, a purpose is different than a gift. And that's one thing that sometimes mm. we have to remember. That sometimes your purpose can be solely outside of a gift that he's given you. Some people have a gift of, um, you know, musical talent. That doesn't mean that they're supposed to be up on a stage, you know, and worshiping, you know, being a worship leader. Everybody's not going to be the pastor of the church (laughs) everybody's not going to be the worship leader right you know everybody's not going to be the lead pianist but you playing an instrument that's barely heard sometimes to help go with the rest of the music could be just as important and i know some of our purpose can be just as important even if we don't see it but god will show it to us right there's a young lady that um she posts on facebook where she Bible journals. Um, But for whatever reason, you know, she had a connect group and it wasn't largely populated. And she said it became harder to get people to want to do it during the quarantine. And 
but I saw it as something a little bit more beautiful because it's something that I've always been interested in. But for some reason, you know, I really couldn't get into it because it seemed a little bit more difficult for me. But for her, it seems like it's just so easy to do. Like she's been doing, you know, a couple of them during, you know, just a week's time frame that, you know, she's able to Bible journal. And to me, that's something that draws people as well, because what happens when you have to read the word to be able to even journal what is in the Bible? That's good. And so it's like an avenue to get you in your word. You have to know what to draw. You have to know what to design in the opposite page, you know, and it's a way to basically glorify God. But she may not see it that way. Others may not see it that way. But I saw it and I'm like, man, that's that's definitely a part of there may be a part of her purpose right. you know and we may see little small things and say oh i just enjoy doodling in my bible but other people are like wow that's amazing right you know? and our purpose of course while you're getting the definition to yoke our purpose definitely definitely at all times our purpose is designed to bear fruit Right. God gives us that purpose that we can bear fruit. So what's the, let's talk about yoke and what a yoke is. A yoke, um, it can be described as putting a yoke on a pair of animals um, or attach with or to a yoke. Or it can cause two people or things to be joined in a close relationship. Wow, that's good. So we're first yoked with god right that's the most important relationship that we can we could all have is you know because when our, our relationship with god is just not a relationship with god it's it's there to show us who we are right. it goes back to knowing what that purpose is and you got to go to the creator the person that created you to show you how to do you mm-hmm. and that's funny because a lot of the times we're like look i'm gonna do me i'm just gonna do me Right. But you don't even know how to do you. Right. It's kind of like a a car. It's like if you get a new car and you're just like in it and you're just pushing buttons, it's like, okay, you, you might want to take time and read the owner's manual. And it's like the Bible is basically an owner's manual to the, the believer. And if we're taking that and we're taking that, you know, it's always like the basic instructions before leaving earth. That's what we call the Bible, you know, when people are like, you know, but to me, it's like the owner's manual. Mm-hmm. It's like we are God's, you know, and he's showing us how we operate this body. Right. He shows us how, you know, what his standard is and how we do things in this body with this body. You know, our hands are not our own. Our eyes are not our own. Our feet are not our own. So it's showing you exactly what you're supposed to do with this body. Yeah. And, and so. And so we're yoked with Christ. We're, we're in relationship with Christ first. Mm-hmm. Then we're, we're in relationship with our spouse. Right. Ah. But it's funny <laughs> because that relationship and that yoke with Christ or with God shows us how our relationship with our spouse should also be. Wow, that's good. Mm -hmm. That's good. And so we are purposed by our Father, and we're purposed for our Father. Right. So he gives us the purpose. Mm -hmm. The purpose, even before 
there were before your parents knew <laughs> you were coming before your parents knew that they were going to be parents right. God knew he had you in mind had me and you in mind and he had a purpose for us and not only is that purpose going to bear fruit to us first right. and the people around us but being purposed for him is also going to bring him glory exactly. it's going to glorify him and so I think to operate in the fullness of your life, or if I say it this way, to do you to the max, you really need to tap into your purpose. Right. It's, and it's amazing how it's like there's a song that says that, you know, there's it's his breath in our lungs, you know, that we worship with, basically. So imagine <laughs> if you're not worshiping God with your body. Imagine if you're walking around and we're not fulfilling our purpose, how run down, how drained we may feel, especially if you're a believer and you know that you were created to glorify God. If you're walking around and we're not actually doing that with our life, how sometimes we can feel like, I know it's more, I know it's more, I know I'm supposed to be doing more, I know that... It's something that I'm supposed to be doing, but for some reason, I just can't tap into that thing. Imagine if we do tap into it, how how much more fulfilled, you know, we may, you know, feel and how much more, you know, energy we may have. You'd be like, you know, finally, I'm doing this and I can't believe that I can stay up to two, three o'clock in the morning and still get up at, you know, six o'clock and go to work and have a, a whole day where... You know, I'm still doing my work unto the Lord. I'm still coming home and I still have this thing that I'm doing and I still have the energy to do it. Right. You'll be amazed how that supernatural energy comes about when you're glorifying God with your body. That's so good. And as it pertains to marriage, and like you said, it's so good how our relationship with Christ mirrors marriage. Our marriage should mirror our relationship with Christ. So even when you said staying up late and all of that, I can just picture us hanging out till wee hours of the night or wee hours of the morning, just enjoying each other. Right. You know, it's such a blessing to have a spouse first before we go any further. It's a blessing to have a spouse. And then you get into the ups and the downs of having a spouse. Right. We have to be reminded that in our marriage, that when things come up, does that mean our marriage is bad, horrible? No. Does it mean something's wrong with us? No, but what better way for God to be glorified when you're going through something and you come out on the other side, knowing that he sustained you through all of that yeah. and sustained your marriage through all of that. So we're talking about being yoked, yoked with purpose, which so happened to be our name. And I, I'm grateful that God has actually given us that. And we're still dissecting and getting in because right now we know yoke with purpose and we know some things but we're not done we're still diving in on yoke with purpose and saying gosh keep showing us yoke with purpose right. keep showing us that and that way we can grow in it and we can start sharing more and more in it um john seventeen twenty one through 23 it reads that all of them may be one, Father, just as you are in me 
and I am in you, may they also be in us, so that the world may believe that you have sent me. And again, this reminds me of the coming together right. relationship. It reminds me of marriage, and it reminds me that when it says that the world may believe that you have sent me, I'm thinking so that the world may believe that we as a married couple have a purpose. Right. Because you ordain marriage. And now that we're in relationship, we you you're sending you you're not just joining us together just to be joined together. Right. Just like we don't receive Christ just to receive Christ. He want us to go out and make disciples. Uh I have given them the glory that you gave me that they may be one as we are one. I in them and you in me so that they may be brought to complete unity. That complete unity. Then the world will know that you sent me and have loved them even as you have loved me. You know, love sometimes feel expected when you're doing everything right. Which leads me to believe that love is shown even greater when it doesn't fail when we fall. And I believe, you know, when we're doing the right thing, it feels right for you to love me. In a marriage, when I'm being a good husband, <laughs> yeah, I feel like you should be loving me. What you mean? I'm doing the right thing. You should be loving me. Yeah. But what happens when I'm not doing so much the right thing? What happens when I fall? Then where's your love? Right. And that's why I believe that love is shown even greater when it's shown, even when you fall. You know, and, and God for John three sixteen says, For God so loved the world that he gave one, he gave right. his only begotten son that whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. So this shows the love of God. But I'll go further in Romans five and eight and it says but God demonstrates. See, he don't just says he love. He demonstrates his own love for us in this. While we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Translation, while your husband messed up, he still loved. You still love. While your wife messed up, you still loved. When we messed up, God still loved us. Right. And so I think we got to remember to see each other like Christ sees us. And we have to remember to give each other, I think you said before, grace. Yeah. Giving each other that grace. But that's just like, um, even going back to John 17, 21 through 23, um, Christ, he, he wants to dwell in us. So in, in that sense of saying, you know, that we're mm -hmm. one, it's like he's saying, hey, we, we want to live with you. I, he, I want to live with you. You know what I'm saying? I, I want to dwell in you. So... It's like we're one person. So it gives us a picture of marriage. It gives us the picture of, you know, we're, we're one at yeah. this point. You I want to dwell with you. Uh, you want to dwell with me and yeah, I want to dwell with you. <laughs> <laughs> and so it's like, you know, that complete unity says that when we come together as one, that's a unified front. That's something that basically said, you know, I... You know, I know that there's a standard and there's a standard for marriage. So when people see us, you want to make sure that you have that united front and that they know that there's a unity there. And that, you know, it's funny because 
why do they tell us not to, you know, live together before we get married? Mm. It's like, that's a dwell. So if I'm dwelling somewhere, I'm living there. So if I say, oh, well, we're not married yet, but we dwell together. It's like, okay, but that's not the standard that God has put out there. Mm. He's saying, like, once you become one, then allow me to live in you. And that's a dwelling. So yeah. it's like if we're not one yet, if we haven't come before him and proclaimed that we, you know, want to be one, but we're dwelling together. Mm-hmm. It's like most of the times people are like, um, y'all got married or like, you know, do y'all plan on getting married? People always go back to the standard yeah. of what God's, you know, oneness and unity goes back to when it comes to the standard of marriage. Yeah. Um, and I believe that when you go outside of the standard of God, mm-hmm. when you're a believer, I'll say this, it is not, God is not about to go send you straight to hell for falling and doing, right. so, you know, that's not what I'm saying. The, perp, the, the, the thing that I want you to get is this, when you don't do what the instruction manual is telling you to do, you get different results. Right. You don't get your best results. You're not going to get your best drive in this car mm-hmm. if you don't do what the instructions are telling you. But guess what? You may be able to get in the car right. and pull off because maybe you've operated in a car before and you kind of feel like, well, my intellect, ah, I can figure this out. Right. And you'll get rolling. But then there's a lot of things that come with this car. Right. And even with Christ, there's promises that come. And so when you don't look at the instruction manual, you're basically giving up a lot of promises. Why? Because you don't even know that promises exist. Right. So you don't know what should be coming to you. And that's why your marriage, again, begins to lack in certain areas. See, the fact that it may lack in areas is not the problem. It's not just because things are going to come up. Right. It's if your if your marriage is lacking in areas and you don't even realize it's lacking, now we got a problem. Mm-hmm. We want to be able to to recognize that hey, we're in lack right here when it comes to finances, or we're in lack right here when it comes to intimacy, or we're in lack when it comes to parenting. But how do you know that? Based on my relationship, right? Based on my relationship, based on our relationship with with Christ, and based on our relationship, and so we want to tap into the fullness of doing us mm-hmm. being me and we do that by um strengthening our relationship with Christ and when we strengthen our relationship with Christ we can strengthen our relationship with each other absolutely so we want y'all to have a great marriage mm-hmm. a great marriage and chances are you may already be having a great marriage you just right. may be going through some things and our marriage is not categorized or that's not the word I was going to use. Our word, it's not defined right. by the things we go through. But it's defined by God. So we have a position. Mm-hmm. And we, we want to make choices choices from our position, not from the things that we go through. Right. And I like the analogy that you used about the car because um, there are certain things. Because when you say a car, I just think about a vehicle. So it's like there's a vehicle that go that we have to use in order to get somewhere. 
And so it's like, when you're thinking about your purpose and you're thinking about what's on the inside of you, it's like, what is that vehicle that you discover that? And that is definite. That's your relationship with, you know, with God. It's like, it's crazy because sometimes we think that, you know, we figured our purpose out. But sometimes it's like, why do we have to, we don't figure that out. It's it's with spending time with with God, He almost gives you steps, mm-hmm. and it's all it's like that thing that, okay, well I'm giving you a step here, a step there. It may be something like, hey, go volunteer over there, and you're just like, okay, God, <laughs> go volunteer over there, and then before you know it, they'd be like, you know what, I love your spirit, and then before you know it, you're the director of a <laughs> a, a shelter or something to that degree. You know, because it's it's it may not be the whole stair step and, and it may not be the whole staircase, I should say, but it's like he'll give you those steps and you're just like, man. And then when you get into that thing, you have this fulfillment where you're almost like and I'm not saying that, you know, when you find your purpose, you're going to get the hairs are going to stand up on the back of your neck and you're going to get chill bumps and all of that. But there's something in you that shows you that this was what you were created to do. Mm-hmm. And so it's like when you're using that vehicle and like, let's say that vehicle says, hey, you need to put mid-grade gas in this, but you don't know. You hadn't read the, the instructions. <laughs> so you put so you putting regular, the, unleaded, regular unleaded or diesel or something. And then Chris. you driving down the interstate and it's starting to sputter and you're just like, okay, I know I'm supposed to have some horsepower. Like, you know, I can't get this thing to, you know, rev the engine. And before you know it, you're like, okay, now you're on the side of the road and you're just like, something's not right. And then all you can think about is the last thing that you may have done. And he's like, I put gas in it. But, oh, I didn't read the manual. Did and I so put the right gas? Yeah, right. that's good. So sometimes we're operating in our own understanding. Oh, that's good. And with the vehicle that God has called us to operate. And, you know. Man, that's so could. Could you say, man, when you said that, it just made me think. So could could your purpose be like that vehicle? It could be, definitely. Because your purpose will take you right. to places. It will. So, but, and so if that's the case, then even with saying if the purpose is the vehicle, I still got to read the manual. Right. Because I know my purpose does not mean that, no, I got the purpose, let's just run. Right. God wants steps. to be right there. Yeah. Like you said, he wants to dwell. Mm-hmm. So if he lives, then he's there every step of the way. Right. Because he not only provides the promise, but he provides the way. Mm-hmm. So as we wrap this up, let's remember in your marriage, you are purposed for God and you are purposed by God. And don't be just yoked, be yoked with purpose.